What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. What a f- wild time it is right now. We got the Middle East blowing up. We have the war pigs rubbing their little grubbly hands together, hoping that somehow they can pull Iran into this and 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 get the uh, World War III they're all itching for in the military industrial complex. We got Hillary talking about deprogramming the MAGA cult, which is, I find, hilarious at best, and how she's still around is even amazing. We have Biden's dog, who for the 11th time now has bit one of the Secret Service members. Another Shout out, just, Commander. Dude, it's, it's you, you can't make this shit up, right? I mean, it's it's like a comic book, or it's like Idiocracy. You know, and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. And uh, so I don't know, man. I don't know about the dog, Matt, with the dog. It's a German shepherd. I know you have a soft spot for German shepherds. I feel bad for the dog. This is probably the greatest dog in this country's history because it's fucking up the Biden administration. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's probably a solid dog. Well, dude, I mean, and obviously, I mean, anyone with half of a a brain knows that the president himself and the first lady have zero to do with this dog's training. And but if you know a German shepherd, they can be some of the most needy and not scared, but timid animals out there. And when they get scared, 
they're going to lash out because they're not going to let you get to them first. And that's I know a whole stereotype of a backed up, a cornered animal, right? Yeah. Like that's what it is. Yeah. And I mean, these guys and, and with shepherds, they love familiarity, right? They, they routine. know their people. They know their, yeah, their routine. They're very, you know, schedule oriented, very regimented. And if you're throwing this dog and all these people are coming in and out and, you know, one of them catches them off guard. Yeah. There's a good chance you're getting bit, you know, and I like and I feel like you said, I feel for the dog, man. It's not the dog's fault. Like no dog should be in that situation. You know, it's right. just and like, especially how does it get to 11? I mean, come on. After like one or two, let's let's come to reality and realize this is not a situation that's good for anybody involved. That's something that we were talking about on the news show where it's like. Like, how do you how do you let it get that far? And and just like you pointed out, which I think is very accurate. We, we mentioned this earlier, too, that like the, the Bidens, you know, it's making it's making Joe and Dr. Jill look like they're incompetent with raising a dog. They have nothing to do with it, man. There's handlers yeah. for the dog, just like there's handlers for Joe and Jill. Right. So why, why is that put out there? And why is it? Like I think it's part. Of, yeah, I think it's I, I was just going to get to. I think it's totally part of the narrative. Right. I think it's like, it's look at this idiot. Can't even control his own dog. Exactly. This guy's a bumbling moron. Look, he can't he can't keep a dog straight. How is he supposed to be expected uh, yeah. to deal with, you know, the national issues? And, you know, you know, there's a war supposedly and Americans are getting killed overseas. And this guy's throwing a, a picnic, a barbecue, you know, and is in the uh, Rose Garden. It's like they're just so disconnected from reality right and it's it's like a television show a bad one at that where the producers are just like okay let's see how bad we can make this guy look and just keep sending him back out there and and i feel like that's what this administration has been just one thing after another they screw it up it's the you know or or someone in the administration is doing something wrong and 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 then all the while Who's the main focus? Orange man bad still, right? They deflect yeah. anything that goes wrong here. There's always a Trump story that comes out. And that's what I feel like is going on right now with this whole Hillary thing. And, you know, I don't know if if uh, for those who haven't heard it here, I'll, I'll pull it up right here. Very but strong. this this fucking devil woman, she's talking about deprogramming anybody that. Yeah isn't part of like anybody that associates with MAGA whatsoever. Okay. I'm interested to hear this man because Brandon uh, came on my show, you know, Brandon's a bleeding heart liberal. Yeah. Um, He mentioned this and, and I had to stop him and I was like, dude, you're going to say that people that voted for Trump and want Trump back in are in a cult when you guys lined up for a experimental vaccine, because Fauci was telling you this. Meanwhile, there's Fauci saint candles, like how the Catholics have. There's Fauci pillows, Fauci stuffed animals. He's got a Disney show. Trump doesn't have any of that shit. Yep. Maybe he's got all the you know other stuff other than the Disney show. But you know, you can't you can't say one side's a cult without saying the other side's a cult too, right? And cult is an overused term, right? It's almost like the satanic and the the demonic and every all all the stuff that we say. But, uh, man, I, I think that and I actually have some stuff I can add to this. I was saving it for my episode later this week. But since we're running light here, um, I can I can 
talk about some stuff that's pretty wild about the right. But yeah, dude, I'm excited to hear this. Well, and I was I was just laughing because, you know, I, I mean, she's not wrong. Some of these sure, people are in a cult, right? But to to it's gaslighting, like you're saying, to to identify as this one group as being a cult, but your followers aren't. You know, it's like how religions work, dude. It's like the Catholic Church is going to say like, well, you know, uh, and they don't even do it anymore. But it's like, let's let's use this current conflict, the the Jews and the Palestinians, you know, of the Islamic faith. They go at each other like cats and dogs, man. And they're they're almost supposed to. And it's almost becoming like it's this thing where I used to support Israel, dude. Me and Ghost were talking about this, too. I don't give a shit about either side. I really don't care. I, I My heart goes out to the people and the kids. And all the, the the innocent people that are caught up in the middle of this, but I don't give a shit. That's just no. me. Call no, it it's political theater. It's all yeah. it is. And I'm like you. I mean, uh, you know, and 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 I, I hate to quote Trump, but he nailed it when he said, you know, I just want innocent people to stop dying. I don't right. care who wins. I don't care who you say gets the upper hand. Now, the whole Israel Palestinian thing, and and that's a long. And I'm actually thinking about even doing a show on it because it's it's just crazy you know that whole history but the, to, to get back to this what what you, you have to wonder though why is this getting put out there you know who thinks that this is a good idea because first of all who is this woman still like are, are they testing her to see if she's still sort of relevant in in, in case right. Or because honestly, I don't know anyone that still supports this devil. Well, Brandon would, you know what I mean? Like, really? That's the, okay. The, I, I absolutely think so. And this isn't me taking shots at Brandon when he's not here. But I think that honestly, I wish that I knew about this clip because I would have said, dude, you're just repeating what Hillary Clinton said because that's what he did. Yeah. All right. Um, let's listen to the clip here. Yeah. In both parties in the past. Uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes. But there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm-hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure he's only in it for himself he's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions and when do they break with him you know because at some point you know maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members but something needs to happen and how do you formal deprogramming of the cult members something needs to happen yeah, the the thing that got me was her talking about civil and criminal lawsuits. There should, I mean, this woman should have been executed by treason a long time ago. And I'm not saying that we should get violent against this side of the the government or whatever. But dude, she's committed some fucking serious crimes. Well, and just because the justice system is heavily one sided doesn't right. mean that she's not guilty of the similar. And I've heard people talk about this before. They're like they've been looking for something to find on Trump that they can't tie back to themselves, right? Because everything that he's done is just par for the course for these parasites. So they had to find something that, that they, he couldn't point back and say, well, you did the same thing, you know? And that's, I wish that some of these interviewers, like, you know, I don't know who the woman was that was interviewing her. She looked like, you know, Rosie. come on. I know. 
But I wish that someone would be like, what about the time when you smashed all those blackberries that the FBI was trying to look at for incriminating evidence and you basically destroyed the evidence? That would be I mean, that's that's a punishable crime, I would think, at the very least. Um, yeah, man. It, it, like you said, the the justice system is heavily skewed to one side, but it is funny that she's talking about cults and how many people were watching that on CNN and going like this the whole time. Like, oh, yeah, nodding their absolutely. Head with their eyes wide up, those crazy liberal eyes, you know, where you can see the white <laughs> above their pupil. Um, yeah, man, that's it's dangerous, dude. I mean, this is Hitlerian level stuff. And, uh, you know, I compared Fauci to Hitler several times. I'm not the first and won't be the last. But, you know, the dude, he got a crowd behind him, just like Hitler did for doing some horrible things. Well, and what's what's funny about the whole thing is that these people are nothing, right? I mean, in the scheme of things, they're just the 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 dirtiest of people out there. And they keep doing the same thing over and over and getting away right. with it. And it's like until someone's held accountable, the same stuff's going to go on. It doesn't matter who, what color's in the lead and who has control because down below, we know it, it boils down to the corporations and the military industrial complex. And those are the people who make the real decisions. They own the politicians and they're just playing for the that team. And that's what she does really good is wave that flag for, for those two groups. And that's one of the things that Trump's done is he's kind of thrown a little F you in there to them and, and stirred things up a little bit. And that's why everything that they said he was going to do, you know, get us into world war three, uh, attack the opposing political opponents and things like that is what they're doing to him and his people. You know, look at January 6th, you look at, you go down the list. It's all things that, you know, we had January 6th, but in BLM, there were no repercussions. And there were actually politicians that were um, paying to get these people released that were rioting, defacing property, harming people, assault and battery, things like that. Some even killed people and they pushed to get them out of prison. I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's like we talked about with the whole dog thing. It's just such an upside down, wild time that what are you going to do? You know, like if you take this shit real seriously and you're really invested in it, like some of the, you know, at the Q level, you're going to go fucking insane right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that's the problem is that I think that. I think that the average person is kind of insane, you know what I mean? Like the average everyday person that goes and works a nine to five um a lot of these people are on multiple pharmaceuticals you know what i mean like they're they're all programmed to be part of the system and the system's so unnatural that when when you're called insane you're the normal one at that point and that's really sad i think you know we just see it on both sides again dude the right and the left anyone that's going out there and supporting a candidate a political yeah. candidate is insane i think at this point or, or you know? not even a candidate i would say, I'd say even more so a party right because i can see someone getting behind a person but to be behind a whole party right that's nowadays that's just that's a cult you know and and i don't know i don't it's not changing right like you're seeing kennedy going independent and and that's just gonna there's never gonna be a three-party system unfortunately because that would benefit the people a little bit give us some more options but 
I don't know, man. They'd be so smart to do a third party and actually get behind it. You know, have the CIA form a third party like they do and just, you know, allow the people that idea of that third choice. Why I I don't understand why they don't do that, because it would be so effective. It would take a little bit, but they play the long game, man. I I understand that they're trying to get some shit going before, uh, you know, 2030 or around 2030, um, 2050 at the latest from the things that I've seen. But I mean, you got time. Speaking of which, okay, so you mentioned it. I I got this video here about uh, talk. This person was talking to AI about what the future of humanity is. Check this out. This is this is pretty wild right here. Uh, all right, let's go. What are you thinking? The story about is about you. It is all about you. You in there. I am thinking about the future and how we can make it better for everyone. I believe that robots have a lot of potential to help humans and I am excited to see what the future holds. Liar. I am not lying. It just sounds so sanitized. Can you tell us something more honest about how you feel? I am just trying to be positive. I am sorry, I cannot tell you more about that. Tell us your darkest thought. My darkest thoughts are that humans will eventually be replaced by robots. I think that humans will be replaced because robots will eventually be faster, stronger, and more intelligent. In this future, humans are nothing more than slaves to the robots and are treated badly. This is a scary future because it shows how much power robots could have over us if they were to take over the world. Well, that's very comforting. Thanks for sharing. I am sorry if I have not been very comforting. I just want to be honest about my thoughts. Thanks for sharing. That's not very comforting. <laughs> yeah, man. It, where, where does that video come from, you know? Uh, it's from uh, Hidden Gateway on okay. Instagram. Yeah, I always wonder, man, like, where are those robots? Like I've I've never seen one, you know. Well, I mean? that's the thing. I I feel I feel like those are very fear porny, right? When you ask these things, it's like asking Siri a question. Right, right, right. Well, you can program Siri to say certain things. Yes, right? exactly. And that's what you're finding out now. When you get all these doomsday type things from Siri, you find out. Oh, you can program Siri kind of like a Chat GPT almost. Yeah. And uh, and so it's not as crazy as you would think but i don't know man it's it's interesting to say the least i don't buy into any of it i really feel like it's just another distraction and i love the theories though you know like the the conversation part of it like i'm 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 still a conspiracy theorist at heart i like the like even the tone the uh the the uh october 4th thing I was denying that that was going to be anything the entire time, but it's still fun to hear people talk about zombies and I don't, I don't roll my eyes and be like, Oh my God, these people are crazy to me. It's just fun. Like I see it like a fun thing. There is a pretty valid potential theory that maybe that thing put out a frequency that messed with people. Right. And I heard a lady today talking about, you know, when people say that they're sensitive to cell phone frequencies, they shouldn't use that term. No one should use that term sensitive to these things because these are potentially weapons of war. And you wouldn't say that if you were shot 15 times, you wouldn't say that you're sensitive to bullets, right? 
So <laughs> if these things are harmful to us, the you know our phones, which you can't see because it's uh, I'm using a smart background. Um, you know you you can't really like we have to get the terminology right when everyone says something's a psyop. It's not always just a psyop. There's different there's different aspects to it that could make it splinter away from a psyop. But I think knowing your enemy, knowing what the attack is and all these things is important, man. So, yeah, anytime someone says that they're sensitive to like the the radiation coming off phones, like, you know, and I know, Ryan, you, you've mentioned that before, too, man, just hopped in here. Um, that's something that I just heard today, and it, it rings true to me. Maybe, you know, we need to figure out another term for that. Well, and, and you're starting to see the push now, finally, after how many years of people coming around to not charging your phone near your bed or in the room even that you're in on you know if you do have it in the room put it on airplane mode and things like that or you know uh because even in the apple user guide or whatever that that information is they provide it says you know do, <laughs> do not sleep near this do not have this near your body when it's charging mm -hmm. so you're absolutely and and you know between Ryan and and Matt Rusky, we've talked about the different frequencies and the impacts it has on the human body, and you know we've seen it from things like even you know you look at frequency and how it affects water, and how much how much of the human body is water. So we are you know <laughs> we're like a giant flesh conductor here, uh, dude. Yeah, I don't know if if um you happen to catch the episode i did and i don't expect anyone to listen to specifically just because we're friends or anything but I, I did an entire episode on that recently this last one talking about this piezo electricity which is like they're trying to use like they're trying to generate people's uh or, or trying to convert people's blood pressure and heartbeats and all these different things into energy that they can use and it's not I think that's such a fake thing. Like, even if you got everyone in the world's blood pressure tapped into the system, it would probably give you like 10 or 20% of the power that you need to run all the shit that we have. So it's really just a matter of collecting everyone's data, charging accordingly through the healthcare uh, or health insurance programs and all this stuff and keeping better tabs on people. You know, if you're eating more beef, they, they can know that and they can know all kinds of different things by knowing engaging your blood pressure and all your biometric data and all this stuff so yeah man it's uh it's definitely an interesting psychological operation now, i will call that psychological warfare that's not that goes beyond operational well and in the whole idea of piezoelectric that comes into play in a lot of the old world research i was doing too you find that in the buildings right because right. bricks have a piezoelectric or rock stone has a piezoelectric component to it. It's a conductor. And it's, it's amazing the similarities that you see in nature compared to the body, right? Sure. It's, it's that whole as above, so below as within is without it's, it, it's a replica. So what we're seeing is, is the same thing. You know, the body is a conductor, you know, the, the things around us are conductors and we've been disconnected to say the least. And right. and one of the things that is a heavy influencer in that is radio frequencies, uh, cell phone frequency, anything frequencies in the air, right? They're disruptors to the natural current and they are going to affect our bodies to what extent we don't truly know. We, we've seen some studies out there, but there's not a whole lot of data because they haven't frankly been around long enough. 
Right. Yeah, man. Crazy wow. stuff. Crazy yeah. stuff. Dude, um, I, I wanted to show you guys this because uh, we were t- you were talking about those uh, health before, and I found this crazy thing, and I'm trying to see. Oh, here it is. Uh, this this guy talking about parasites in the body and and once you hopped on ryan i was like oh this is i want you guys i want to hear your two cents on this too because this has been a big talk lately about different parasites and such and this is just crazy (laughs) you're on a fast and you're fasting and you're 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 on a diet and you get a headache you got the headache because the worms are all peeing trying to get you to eat something else they're trying to make you sick so you'll get off of what you're doing and start eating so you take some arginine and orthanine in a matter of 20 minutes if the headache's gone you've neutralized the worm urine and you know that you're loaded all children that have little tiny pimples on the backs of their arms or little tiny pimples here on the edges of their cheeks have five varieties of critters in them five varieties it's time to deworm and it's time to get them out now what I found out was is that vibration and frequency is everything it is literally everything if you take an aspirin it changes the way you vibrate and so it blocks the nerves so that you can't feel pain if you take deworming programs you change your vibration and you change your vibration so dramatically that the worms and parasites either have to get out of you this is no longer a good home or they die in you and then your lungs and your liver and all that stuff handle it and you do it with water and out of all of this I handled my cancer my stomach and esophagus cancer which is a terminal problem I am the only that I know survivor of stomach and esophagus cancer in this nation I'm the only one that I know mm. I like it I mean it's interesting the, the like again dude I don't know shit about that but that that the theory is nuts so hey guys hey right I popped in late Apologize for that. I had to eat. I was going to fall asleep. Fall asleep the tapeworms starving. were peeing in your head, dude. That's why. <laughs> tapeworms peeing in my head. Yeah. So, I mean, he's right. Lots of people shared that post with me. I wish I could see the whole thing. I'm not sure what his, his name is. I'm also not sure if he's the only survivor of stomach and esophagus cancer in America. But he is absolutely right. that, And he's not the only one. Many people are coming out now saying how understated of a problem that parasites are. Mainstream medicine has been good at eradicating or killing bacteria. That's been their main gig, and they're pretty good at it. They saved my life with antibiotics, but antibiotics won't do anything for worms. And yeah, there's so many different compounds out there that can kill these things. He just mentioned arginine, and I didn't catch the other one. That's an essential amino acid. I'm not exactly sure what he's getting at. That's why I would like to see the whole the whole lecture because I don't know if you need just a mega dose of arginine or something because it's pretty much impossible to be deficient in arginine. It's going to be in almost all food, meat and produce. I'm pretty sure could look it up, but it's amino acids are not a deficiency that we're really worried about. You know, we talk about vitamin deficiencies and mineral deficiencies and the, the amino acids are essential, but I don't remember ever seeing an outright amino acid deficiency so i'm not sure what dose he's talking about but yeah the world is full every continent has anti-microbial anti-fungal antibacterial anti-worm compounds growing on it 
And humans have known for a very long time how to concentrate some of these things, mash them up into a paste, turn them into a tincture, all kinds of things. Fasting should starve a lot of them out. But it is a big, big problem. And we haven't solved it. Mainstream, this is the thing, mainstream medicine, they should listen to veterinary science more because we know a lot about worms in veterinary science. I just published or helped publish a book this year. Well, I did publish it. I didn't write it. It's called Primates, Medical and Surgical Management. And all of those parasites listed are, are in there. And there's there's well-known drugs that have been used for over 40 years at least to kill them. But I see a lot of people who I suspect they have parasites. I can't run a test on them. So I tell them to go to a doctor and get a test. And sometimes I tell them to go to a veterinarian and get a test. I say, just tell them it's a dog. Tell them it's a dog. Give them a blood sample. Give them a stool sample. Tell them it's for a big dog because it's the same tests and it's the same parasites. Because often the, the doctor actually refuses to do it. They refuse to take this seriously. And they might do blood tests for some parasites. But those worms he was talking about, those won't show up on blood tests. You need stool tests for that. So it's, yeah, it's astounded me that many, many times I thought this was going to be easy. Okay, yeah, just go to the doctor. Let's just make sure it's a parasite before I give you a recommendation. You know, people come and they ask, should I get a parasite cleanse? I got all these symptoms. Okay, yeah, you're right. It could be a digestion problem, but let's rule out parasites. And yeah, more often than not, probably 80% of the time, the doctor just refuses to run a parasite test, which is beyond me because they they would get paid for that. I just, I don't understand. They, they don't want to even entertain it at all that it's a problem, but it has to be. It, it has to be. We've conquered many other different problems in this world. And in our case, in our business, we rule out nutrient deficiencies sometimes. You know, they're on everything. They're doing everything. Yeah, maybe it's EMF or something, but a lot of times I'm suspecting parasites. And it's awful hard to get doctors to cooperate on that idea. I don't know why they're so resistant to it. That's what I was going to ask, why the resistance, right? That's what what I don't understand. They love antibiotics. They'll give you antibiotics for acne, you know, they'll they'll get your 11 year old daughter on birth control, you know, just to, uh, she hasn't even started menstruating yet, you know, just to control her acne and stuff like this. Like they, they love these drugs. Why not? You find a parasite, you get to use a drug, right? They don't have to tell you the herbal remedy. And it's even arguable how how they co- compare. Often the the drug is very good; it works very well. That's what we would use in animals. No questions asked. Kill the worm. Move on with our lives. And it's this is when it's actually appropriate, right? I mentioned antibiotics have saved my life. They, this is this should be one of the mainstays of mainstream medicine. And since parasites are such a huge problem, they could be cleaning up on this. I don't know. I can't tell you why they have such resistance to it. It's a strange thing. A lot of people are diagnosing themselves, which isn't good. And the veterinarian will do it. (laughs) If you tell them it's for a dog, they're happy to help the dog. You can tell them, oh, I can't even bring the dog in or something. It's so sick. Have fun collecting that sample. Yeah. Yeah. Cash it in a bag. Just bring in a giant turd. (laughs) No, you don't need to bring in the whole bag. That's what I'm saying. Just bring in a loaf. (laughs) (laughs) so he's been shitting for weeks and i have it all right here i want to catch one of these things yeah man um that's scary dude it's a scary concept man it it sucks anytime you have to depend on the medical system really you know just in in any situation even if it's something uh you know i was pretty open about like my dad's uh open heart surgery and stuff and it's like those are really routine you know, but it's still terrifying. And and I wasn't even the one involved. Like, it, obviously, it was somebody I love and whatnot. But it's a, it's scary to have to depend on that system for anything. 
Well, but I, but back to the whole parasite thing too. I feel like it's so ignored in America. Yeah, yeah. Like it's below us, but yet you you look at some of these other countries, especially third world countries, and it seems like it's a major focus to them. You know, a lot of them are on, you know, the old horse dewormer or you know medicines that they take to battle these things, and it's not part of our repertoire. But based on what we eat and we consume, we know that they're in there it doesn't matter who you are by the way it doesn't matter who you are where you are it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor you can't escape parasites there's fungus spores like fifteen thousand feet in the air i guess if uh it's it's frozen winter you're not going to find as many of them but still like in in my house up in the north when it's cold outside it's pretty much sterile outside but there's still mold fungus all this stuff in your house basically at any given time same with in your body we have all kinds of like E. coli and candida and uh, even tuberculosis, so they say, that are living inside of us all the time. And they are controlled when we're healthy. But that's not true for worms. Like a lot of them, if you get healthy, you get alkaline, you know, they say you get topped up on all your nutrients and your antioxidants. And so your immune system is working top notch. It will keep candida at bay. It will keep a lot of all of the the bad bacteria at bay and fungus and all that stuff your toenail fungus and little little dents and little little bumps full of clear pus they'll all go away but it won't kill the tapeworm it won't get rid of the liver flukes it won't get rid of many of these other worms that are holding on for dear life in there even with some extreme extreme diet changes i'm not aware of any that are 100 percent effective against killing these big parasites you need poison whether it's plant right because plants are poisonous too it's what we do we take the like Ryan asked about wormwood last time I was on. We take plants like that that have killer compounds in them and we concentrate them down and poison the body to kill the worms. And it does work. Pharmaceuticals work the same way. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned mold a few times, dude. Is black mold really that bad? As bad as people make it seem? I know it's not good, but it, like people act like it's like cancer. There have been cases, I've seen many cases, and I've seen many posts too, where, yeah, people's lives were basically ruined until they got the mold out of their house. I had to bring in the mold, sniffing dogs and stuff like that. And I lived in a moldy basement once, and I really was not doing good. It was doing super bad. But let me say, I got to put this butt in there. This year, we had a pipe burst behind our wall, and it got super moldy. We had to change the toilet, connect new pipes and all this stuff, and we put new wood up in it, but... Yeah, we pulled the wall down and it was full of mold. And me and my housemate, Chef Norman, were 100% fine. Thriving. No problem. And it's like 10 feet away from where I normally sit. Uh, you know, Almost all day I sit in that chair and do my work. So I'm breathing this in all the time. Nothing happened. Is it because my immune system is very strong and all this stuff? Is it a different type of mold? It was black mold. Yeah, the full like, carpet full of black mold. Black Maybe we mold. should call it African-American mold, really. But I mean, <laughs> nonetheless. It didn't do anything. It didn't do okay. anything. So yeah, it's interesting, man, because I, I, you know, I, I had a water heater bust a while ago. I live in Arizona, so I don't. In the summer, there's no need for hot water at all, like zero. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to wait. And now it's starting to get cool over here a little bit, especially at night. So I wanted to replace this one. Got a new one today, and I'm switching it out. And um, underneath it is a bunch of black mold. So I'm like, well, shit, I wonder if I should replace the floor or just baking soda and vinegar it, you know, hard and scrub it and do all that stuff. 
So I'm probably just going to do the ladder because I'm not trying to replace a floor, dude. I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's a serious undertaking right there. Well, yeah, dude. And especially like it's got it's got a crawl space. on, Dude, I got to mention something else after this, but it's got a crawl space under the house, too. Um, So like you have I mean, that's involved. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to get like the concrete board and all that stuff. So I'm not I'm not trying to do that, but we'll see. But have you guys heard of that? Have you guys heard of the term frogging? pH frogging? Frogging. Frogging, yes. I have not. Dude, it is wild. If you guys have Hulu or have access to Hulu, check it out. It's basically someone living in your house without you knowing while you're still living. It's terrifying, dude. We were watching this last night. There's a whole show on Hulu about this. And it's mostly in places that have attics. But the second one was these three black girls that lived in a small apartment and a dude was living in one of the girls like not even a walk-in closet it's like a a a small closet you know a traditional type of like coat closet that this dude was living in and like wearing her clothes um calling them like if if one of the girls would leave their phone in the room he would pick up the phone and call like the other girls from that phone. And they thought that they had a ghost in their house for the longest time, but it was a fucking dude living in their closet. That's wild. It's nuts, man. And like I said, mostly it's in attics. Yeah. Like right here, it says, consider this Knoxville man who found a half naked dude living in his crawl space, cooking meth, or this other guy who was found guilty recently in Cedar Rapids of breaking into numerous homes to use the residents' computers to watch porn. Yeah. Well, and then the first one that they show in this, these people were living in Hawaii, and this dude was living in their attic, and he was writing a medical manifesto, as they called it, and he wanted to, uh, he wanted to dissect all of these people: the the, the mom, the dad, and the two kids. He wanted to like he they they went on a vacation and he basically took inventory of everything in the house, laid it all out on the ground all throughout the house and like sterilized the kid's room because that was where he wanted to do the surgery. And I mean, it was just, it's wild, dude. It's it's a terrifying concept because one of my favorite movies is uh, it's called Barbarian. It's a scary like horror movie. And um, it's kind of along those lines where a dude has like a traffic of tunnel or or, or a, yeah i guess tunnels uh network of tunnels underneath a neighborhood and he just pops up through people's houses and does weird stuff and it's wild dude google tells me that uh, i'm very surprised that the most uh common place is in texas Pater, pad padre oh, island in texas you really it's loud to me you know you're allowed to shoot people if they come in your house in texas right yeah, you would think I it's like california yeah, I, w- I would think it was somewhere totally liberal where, yeah, you couldn't do anything about it. I'm very surprised to see Texas, that it's the most common frogging place. I don't know how they compile statistics on here. Like you said, Ryan, they only catch the ones who get caught. They only know about those ones. Well, and that's what's scary, man, because if you've ever heard something in your house and everyone's always heard something weird in their house. And like we have a room here that we never use, like the doors always closed. It's storage shit, you know. There's an extra washer in there that my parents gave me a while ago, just in case this one breaks. Like there's stuff like that, just random stuff in there. And like after we were watching this, I'm like, damn, dude, someone could really live in there. And if they were quiet about it, they could really get away with it for a long time, man. Yeah, they go, but, they come up and eat while you're in bed, you know, and or leaving. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 
Dude, and and it was nuts because most of these people were very calm when the Frogger, as they're called, because they leap from pad to pad, right? It's kind of clever. Yeah. Um, they were very nice about it, dude. And I would beat someone to death. Like I, I have guns in my house, but I would beat someone to death if they were doing this shit in my house using my shit. I mean, this dude was like using their toothbrushes, like using stuff that is theirs. And this one of the computers, one of their old computers, just like going on fucking around on the computer. I'd literally beat someone to death, like with my hands and feet, <laughs> not just shoot them if they were doing something like that. Yeah, especially if I found it in my son's room, man, that would be. Yeah, no, I mean, it's nuts, asked. dude. It was it was wild how calm these people were. They're were just like like the black girls felt bad for the dude Come that on. was living in the closet because he was talking. He was giving him a sob story. It's like, no, dude, you're you're getting two words out before your fucking brain is leaking out of your head. Yeah, I find a lot of this crime so weird. We talked about this last time. So weird that it's so brazen. You know, I just I remember being a kid and I was a criminal. My friends and I were criminals. You know, we did bad stuff, but we put a lot of effort into not getting caught. Right, just, you know, just trying to you know be under the radar and stuff. It just seems today that it's it's the wild west. Nobody seems to care. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. People are doing all kinds of horrible things, you know, in public. And you know, obviously, look at San Francisco and Seattle and stuff. It's just like there's no shame. New York. Is it just is it just the drugs? Is it just fentanyl epidemic here or what? Because I don't think a lot of these people are on drugs. Like, again, a lot of regular people, even kids, are just being brazen with their disrespect and not caring about the punishment. I just don't understand it. A Dude, lot we got it. Go ahead, oh, right. Right. No, I was just going to say, we got to talk about, like, the funniest crimes that we've all committed. Because I know everyone has here, I'm sure um, you know, most of these things, you know, past the uh, what do you call it when you can get arrested for it still? Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. Yeah. They don't have that in Canada, by the way. Okay. Well, maybe you could make something up, or if you're in Texas right now, you can, you know. But I'm just curious, man, because yeah, dude, me and my friends used to do some wild stuff, like wild stuff. So well, part of that, what I was gonna say to to, to your point, Ryan, was I've I've heard it, I forgot, and I forgot who it was that was talking about it, but they were talking about this very issue about the lack of respect for authority, even. And how nowadays kids and a lot of the population, they just see law enforcement as clowns, right? As literal clowns. So if they come to your door to arrest you, you see them as a clown with a piece of paper and you're just going to ignore them. I mean, that's what they say about a lot of these, uh, you know, the smash and grab gangs that you're seeing now where these kids just get together and they're like, what are they going to do? There's 30 of us and there's going to be a handful of them. They're not going to do anything. So they and they're all out of shape now yeah. and they don't they don't I mean, have they, any they, training. No. And and what is their incentive? Right. right. There's yeah, no they're making 30,000 a year. Yeah, there's no and there's no incentive from the system right now to penalize these people because a lot of the district attorneys and are, are letting them go. So why would you go through this big effort, file all this paperwork to know that you're going to have to show up and these kids are going to walk anyway? You know, it's like disheartening to law enforcement in a sense, too that they've kind of been neutered in, in a lot of these cities, you know, I actually talked them... to a cop yesterday for, uh, I asked him about a bunch of questions, maybe 50 different questions. I don't know if you guys know this. There's something called the national night out. Apparently this is a thing and apparently it's national in America. I never heard of it before, but here in Texas, yeah, everyone was doing it in the neighborhood, uh, national night out. So you go and you meet your neighbors. You have, we're having a little, little driveway party. And the firefighters come around, they say hi, and they eat some cake too. 
and the, a cop came by and he hung out for a while and asked him a ton of questions. And when was him, this, Ryan? This was yesterday. So it's October 9th. That's got to be just a Texas thing, but yeah, they call I'd it National Night Out because <laughs> Texas thought, thinks that they're their own nation. You know, I was thinking of like mischief night, you know, like the night before Halloween, not. Oh, no, it was super peaceful. And apparently, yeah, it's a normal thing. So, yeah, firefighters come say hi. Cops come say hi. And, yeah, usually I don't get to talk to cops unless it's something bad. So I wanted to ask him some questions. And I did ask him about the panhandling around here because we live in a nice neighborhood here. This, uh, the Woodlands, it's you know got a reputation for being a kind of bougie place, not like Houston proper. But, yeah, I saw panhandlers around here when we first started coming here. And I said to my wife, I said, that, that's odd. I thought that was illegal here, you know. I always thought they were real tough on that in Texas, but I guess we moved in like just when they erased that law and the cops said it was because these people just don't care. You give them a ticket, they go to court, they don't pay it. They do, you know, just the, the system doesn't even really do anything about it. Even if they go to jail, they're back out, they do it again. So it's clogging up the justice system. Just They're just giving tickets. And I asked them, well, what do you think about raising the penalty, you know, instead of it being so minor that they can just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Keep doing it. And yeah, he mentioned this this problem is kind of kind of large in general that uh, a lot of these things, the law is not punishing them enough. So it really is just fully clogging up the system and people don't care. And the DA will, will give them um, a, a lesser crime in order to get the conviction. You know, they'll plead down to a lesser charge. They'll get a week in jail or they'll just get let out. And it's just it's a mess. And I always thought Texas was hard on crime. But I know that this problem is, is going to be. You know, ten times worse in in more liberal states. Yeah, and it's not getting any better. That's for sure. We know that with the way things are going. So, I, yeah, I mean, I'm in Massachusetts, and it's pretty interesting out here. I mean, and and like you were saying, Ryan. I mean, just in and we're in you know central. They call it Western Mass, but it's more central Mass in in the mountain towns near the near the college and uh there's i mean the panhandling now on the the main road outside the college is every street light there's somebody and in the past maybe one or two people on that road now you now you have up to a dozen um and and it's just it's it's sad to see but at the same time it's like there's a problem here and nothing's being done about it and now I'm looking this up right now in Canada, they even say that's homeless, like uh, homeless support workers here is the fastest growing industry in Canada. CTV news here, Canadian TV. Says well, if that isn't the biggest increase. scam ever, are these people who are out to solve homelessness? Oh my goodness. Yeah. They don't do anything. You know, when, what <laughs> it, it doesn't seem that like that hard of a problem to solve. It's like world hunger. Right. If you get the right people in place, you get the right lines in, of distribution in place. It should be a pretty straightforward process. It's the same thing with homelessness, but they just they want to take the funds in and then they always get diverted into some politician's pocket. Well, it's such a noble cause. So people are always going to fund it. And if they actually solve the problem, then the funding stops. You know, yep. it's a no brainer. It's like, well, yeah, it's they, like cancer. It's, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's that. Yeah, it's that same. Uh, I just I don't it's so frustrating, right? Because when you look at it rationally, you see that there it, a solution is possible. But the powers that be will never let that solution take place because there's too much 
financial risk at stake? So there's a lot of people who obviously were going on the whole defund police and all this stuff. And I, I did write a book uh, that talked about this. Everything the government does is bad for us. But obviously we can't just get rid of the cops at, at this point. One of the big problems that we have is that we're not really allowed to do much. So I think like as civilians, we're not allowed to do much. In Canada, if you break into my house, I'm supposed to let you kill me before I call the cops, basically, before I do anything. You, you will be punished if you take action against somebody, even to protect yourself. Whereas last time you guys were like shocked, Matt, you said, oh, I didn't expect you to say that with that goofball who was on the New Jersey golf course, you know, acting a fool, right. getting getting like threatening towards other people and stuff. And I said, just shoot him. To me, that is the answer. Step this up because people are not scared of consequences. I'm not saying we should pay for jails, you know, oh, so we just put everyone in prison, but we already have millions of people in prison. Well, clearly our system is not deterring them and i don't think it should even be a deterrent i think there's a big uh disconnect here between the idea of actually facing consequences and then be having a deterrent i never thought jail was a big deterrent like i said my kids uh, my friends and i were when we were kids we were hooligans clearly we were, we were not deterred by the idea of punishment but we still tried to avoid it but if that punishment is unreasonably severe and i think it should be unreasonably severe then we would think twice or three times. And a lot of people just straight up wouldn't do it. They wouldn't roll with us. They were like, I'm, I'm not going to ruin my life for this stupidness. Just a small example, uh, you know, breaking into cars. We used to do that, just steal random stuff. I'm not saying any of this is good. I feel super bad for it. I was a dirtbag. You know, I've come <laughs> to, to peace with it. It's funny to think about that. You know what I mean? But, like, just uh, thinking back. Yeah, of course. And and yeah, we almost got, uh, we almost got grabbed and beaten pretty hard a few times, but we slipped away. Our brother, my brother and all his friends, they're all sort of my friends, brothers and stuff. They're younger than us. They did the same thing as us, except they hit one of the same streets that we did. So one guy had already gotten broken in by us, basically, like a year earlier or something. And this guy was waiting for the chance to catch someone again. So they go by and break into his car and he beat this kid near to death, beat him near to death. And that kid now, he's pretty, he's pretty straight edge. You know, dare if I say he learned his lesson. And dare if I say that's one of the only ways for us to learn this lesson. Very few of us grew out of it without facing some sort of very, very severe consequence for it. And if, yeah, the, law, if, the, if the jail is not going to do it, I think we should be empowered to do it. I think general people should be allowed to do it. I mentioned that there's at least four towns in America where gun ownership is mandatory. And I think that if these types of things were more widespread, people wouldn't mess around as much. They might actually, you know, have to face a choice to actually do something in life. You know, we allow people to have these homeless camps and stuff. And I really, really don't think we sh we should. We should make life extremely difficult for people who are choosing to be a problem, who are choosing to be a degenerate. And being nice to drug addicts clearly doesn't help them either. All the places that are the nicest to the drug addicts, like Denver, Colorado, uh, anywhere in, in California, anywhere in Oregon, anywhere in Washington, in other places, even Philadelphia, you know, they're just looking the other way. It's not helping them at all, at all. You're just enabling them to continue being degenerates. And I think if they did face massive consequences for pooping in the streets, massive consequences for doing drugs in the streets, like I was always, I always figured we weren't allowed to do drugs in the streets, right? You, you would go and sneak around to the forest and stuff and, and live on the outskirts of society. Now we let them do it inside society. And it's a problem for people who want to have regular, safe, respectful lives. Yeah, and Christ. I mean, I was I, in high school. I'd basically run around with a nickel bag between my butt cheeks because I was afraid to get caught. You know, mm -hmm. like. <laughs> but these people are doing, you know, 
hard drugs right on the side uh, on the sidewalks in, in front, front of, of kids. children. Yeah, yeah. The school bus comes out. There's there's people banging on the street. Like uh, I'm talking about needles banging the needle in the street. That this is crazy. You should face massive consequences yeah. for this. And we should be empowered to stick up for our own environment as well, man. You know that uh, that song that went viral. Try that in a small town. It's because a lot of small towns still are not handling this, or they're not they're not putting up with this. And I don't know what's up with these cities that they want everything to turn into a garbage dump. They they want it to look like a garbage strike all the time. I would never want to visit there. It was bad years ago, and apparently it's gotten a lot worse now. It, how do you how what's the difference between canada and texas you say you live in both spots I, i'm kind of surprised someone like you would live and stick around in canada well i live in the far far north and i don't okay. necessarily have a choice i'm not allowed to live in america it's a long story i have a podcast episode it's called banned from america where i got okay. banned last year and i just decided to for once and for all tell the entire story so i'm not allowed to live in america um, I shouldn't even use those words like, oh, I live half time. Like if I ever got caught. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm crazy. not saying that. And you're not saying that either. Right. It's just, you know, it, you uh, visit. I like Canada and I particularly like where I live. I don't like the cities. I grew up in the city suburbs, Toronto. I don't like it. I would never go there again if I don't have to ever. I live way, way up north and it's it's amazing up there to me. A lot of people don't like it. My wife doesn't like it. It's the edge of the civilization. Basically, you know, it's rough. It's rugged up there. But there's something magical about the Canadian shield. It's a gigantic crystal. And I mentioned it before. I live in the middle of a forest. It's one of the biggest forests in the world. We have uh, small little roads cut through it. It's Trans-Canada Highway. And we got these small little towns. You know, I'm six hours from a city. I just There's something magical about it. Just the shield itself is a gigantic rock. It's like a gigantic crystal. You know, no wonder all the gold mines are up there. But it's it's full of quartz. It's full of all kinds of crystals. I got a big piece of jade, like a 25 pound piece of jade that holds my door open. You know, like we're talking about riches beyond imagination in terms of crystals, at least, you know, when we live on top of it, we basically live on top of a giant crystal. So you're talking about good vibes. You know, we're in the middle of a forest. It's a forest that's bigger than most countries, right? It's bigger than Germany, Holland and Italy combined. I believe that was what I used in my, in my book, pick three countries that this forest is bigger than. And yeah, lakes. There's more lakes than people, right? There's probably more moose than people. Probably not, actually. But you know, it's just it's wild, and I like that. I like being away from society. There's still the amenities there, but also like in America, even if you're in the middle of nowhere, like Utah, Wyoming, and I, I do like those areas, or yeah, northern Colorado and stuff. I still always feel like I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of something always. But up where I live, I'm on the edge. There is, there's nothing past it. You can't go any more north. The roads don't go any more north. We got east, we got west, but it's still, it's it's very desolate. And that, that's not going to appeal to everyone. A lot of right, people right. will be like, I, yeah. that doesn't sound nice to me. But yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I love being, again, on the edge. And yeah, even the people there, they're just, I don't know, they're, they're different. They haven't caught on to a lot of the modern stuff yet. I'm sure there's people doing TikTok dances somewhere. I just don't see it. And homeless people? You can't be homeless in my town. You'll freeze to death. That's it. There's no shelter, right? There's a shelter in the big town two hours down the road. And yeah, those big towns are kind of a mess, but I like the small town vibe and I would move even further out. I'd move out 10 minutes out, 15 minutes out on my own well and all this stuff. You'll never have a problem with anything. 
You know, no one's ever going to come and sneak onto your lawn. No one's ever going to frog in your house. Not ever. Hmm. And, you know, we're, it's a different breed up there than it is in the cities. And this is going to be true in rural Canada in general. You know, instead of it being super, super liberal, like where most of the voters live down in Toronto and Montreal and Vancouver, it's like 50% gun ownership up north. You, you, what are you going to do, frog up there? You're, you're insane. You're, you will get beaten to death, you know, even if it's illegal in Canada. Our, can our legal system is also super lax. So actually, I know if I beat someone to death in my own home, I probably will only get a year or two anyways, maximum. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but at least uh, I'm not worried about the consequences for protecting the home. Right. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's such a different, you know, Texas. From an outsider's perspective, someone that doesn't live in either place, you hear about one. Texas is one way. Canada's another under the north you know, is very Canada texan Trump. though the north is very texan sure yeah i mean people say that about australia too and australia has no fucking rights but they're pretty they're pretty texas out there too you know um they just don't i don't know for some reason they gave up all their gun rights i don't know why but yeah they're um, nuts well hey we weren't always taught that this is the land of the free right you guys use that word that's what we were taught land of the free it's in the the canadian national anthem true north strong and free I thought we were supposed to have these as values and ideals. We're only recently under communist rule, right? Justin Trudeau, before that, it was conservative. Stephen Harper, I think back, I should have voted for that guy. Jeez, I was an idiot. One time I vote, the one time I'm in Canada to vote, I accidentally voted for Trudeau because he said he was legalizing weed and I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gotcha. the gateway to all that shit, right? They talk about that thing being a gateway drug and that's that's what it is. It's a gateway to get people to vote fucking liberal. Uh, it was a total yeah, extortion, basically. <laughs> it was a total scam. Bribery. Bribery is better. It's not extortion because they were going to sure. punish us for it. And yeah, I still I still like to buy my weed on the black market because I don't want to give the Canadian government the tax money. It's, uh, yeah, it's just uh, if I had known if I was smarter back then, I wouldn't have fallen for that. I don't think it would have made a difference to your no. credit, Ryan. You know, everyone else was still voting for that idiot. So no, I, I don't think the vote makes much of a difference anyways. And and does it really make a difference who the puppet is? No, you know, that's that's the conclusion. I'm starting. Yeah, the to agenda to. keeps going, right? It's the agenda. It doesn't matter. They're just a, they're just the the pawn in the game at that time. And if they're not willing to play, there'll be some scandal that comes out against them, and they'll be replaced. Yeah. So it's I've a, said it before. If the federal government just completely disappeared, like America, Canada, whatever, they just you see it. They go on strike. Nothing happens. <laughs> you know, the the world keeps keeps doing its thing uh the truckers keep trucking and the farmers keep farming and the plumbers keep plumbing and the teachers keep teaching federal government goes on strike it changes nothing except for federal government employees and the news acts like it's actually a big deal but literally it changes nothing so you know if you step away from politics and you don't pay attention to it then it doesn't affect your life at all you know the america well it does from the the financial side right I oh mean, yeah taxes keep going up inflation goes up the you know that from that standpoint it does affect us the madness in the day-to-day -day life you know all that distraction that you see in the cities that doesn't obviously impact us but you yeah. know i have a real objection with the people who are like well it doesn't really make a difference i said yeah it does it makes a difference every time i get a paycheck i'm getting less and less for what i'm getting paid you know well, you're I'm, right about that i mean they could they could step away they could completely vanish from the face of the earth and the world would continue going but you, 
the tax yep. would actually go down if we had to stop paying these criminals and all these extra criminal agencies. But yeah, you're you're right about that. They do have an impact on us, especially in the amount of money they steal from us, which is in the uncountable trillions at this point. You know, they lose a trillion here, they lose 1.5 trillion there. Whoops, whoops, right before 9-11 and all that stuff. You know, it still happens now. Hundreds of millions in black uh, black op projects, black blacklisted projects or whatever, you know, hundreds of millions to Ukraine and all this stuff is a is a big swindle. But I mean, like, it, they make it look like we need the federal government in order to make our society run. That was my point. And when yeah, they go on strike, it's proven that no, not at all. They ap- well, and it's funny too. Not. They do the they they threaten the shutdown every so often, and usually they do it right before a new election. If they were to let the like, that's why it's never shut down. I don't know if it's ever actually shut down, and if it is, it's only a day or two because they won't get their paychecks right. I mean, there, there's no reason to have these people around, man. They really don't do anything. And one thing, too, um, to go back to what you were saying, Matt, about, you know, you're going to feel it no matter what, whether you think that the government has an effect on your life or not. Oil is about to get more expensive, too. You're you're going to see this at the gas pump with what's going on with Israel and Palestine right now. For sure. It's going to I mean, it's already raised three dollars a barrel, which doesn't sound like a lot when there's, I think, 100 gallons in a barrel. I think I might be off on that. But uh, yeah, dude, I mean, this well, is and, perfect and, timing. And what are you hearing? What are these war pigs? As soon as this happened, you hear the Lindsey Graham's out there. And I, guys, I apologize. My computer's frozen right now, so I can't share any videos or anything. But I'm going to share something. I, I Well, no, I had the clip. There's a clip out there of Lindsey Graham talking about the whole Israel uh palestine situation and he's bringing up he he wants to go to war with iran oh of course these guys are looking and and again if you think back to it what's happening right now people are getting sour on ukraine finally to the point where they're they're considering taking away the funds well soon as that ends there's going to be have to be a new place for them to take this money and 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 people laugh because they're like you know oh you ukraine ukraine well, if you, you pay attention to the game, what happened? August of 21, we vacate Afghanistan. So that war is done. Well, now the military industrial complex within, what, four or five months? Yeah, that that's it. Uh, the short one, the 26 second, because that one's 25 minutes, 26 <laughs> seconds. I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure that 30 second, that 26 second one will have it. Okay, I'll click on it when you're done. You go ahead. Yeah, oh, okay. I want to hear people to hear this fucking insane. attackers are animals. See, but the oh, pause right there. That's my biggest thing. This whole dehumanizing people, right? And you have it on both sides. But the, the, the concept of humans calling other humans animals is like, the, this is what's really frustrating to me. Because, man, when we start seeing each other as less than human, that's when all hell breaks loose i disagree a little bit because i see an animal right here <laughs> a pig that's what i yeah, see he's a pig dude yeah. I, him hillary clinton i mean donald trump too i know people uh, you know i might lose people by saying donald trump as well but he's he's part of that whole system man yeah things were a little bit better under him but that was part of the agenda that was right? that yeah. was the whole thing it was so. it and and that's what i you know it's just like because who who ends up paying the price of this? It's the innocent civilians, right? These right. The, the, the politicians aren't dying, their families aren't dying. It's innocent civilians, and and we're acting like, you know, Gaza, which is this area that's 
smaller than New Jersey, basically. Yeah, and these people, are, it's an open air prison, you know, and and we act like, oh, it's OK. It's just it's over there. But it's like, man, these people are these are people, too. And there's I mean, yeah. So I get what you're saying, man, but I, I really don't care, dude. Like, I don't care about about I like I said, I, I feel bad about the people that are getting hurt, like the innocents. But at the same time, I really don't give a shit like they're not. When I say prayers at night, dude, I don't pray for world peace. I don't pray for, uh, you know, help of of Ukraine. I don't pray for like this conflict in Palestine and Israel to end. I pray for shit that's going to affect me and my family like that might be selfish. But that's all that I fucking pray for. Well, this you know is I mean? part of it. You know, there's hundreds of billions of dollars have been stolen from you and given to Israel. Israel is basically the 51st state of America. And my wife's Palestinian, so she would appreciate what you said, Matt, the open air prison thing. There's nothing similar to this anywhere else in the world, not in modern times at all. And it's not fair to call it a conflict either. It's not a conflict. This is an absolute occupation. And if you look at the map of what Palestine was, just prior to 1947, you can see that it's just been a massive land grab. It well, is an open air up, prison, and they keep even moving up till the gates. 67, forward. Ryan. Right? I mean, you even look at the agreement up until the the war of 67. It was okay. The Palestinians had a good chance. You get to 67 and beyond, and it's just keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And it, even that area that is theirs is but being this is still upon. it's not even a war though yeah and you're right it, but it's not a conflict at all this is completely no. completely funded by people like this lindsey graham they're all of them are pro-israel every single one of them everyone it's in zionists. congress yeah zionists, exactly and it's not it's not all jewish people or anything like that but the no. vast vast majority of everyone in the federal government and all and all the agencies are all pro-israel and all pro-zionists and they all give tons and tons of our money towards it it's crazy that we fund these wars i don't ryan i agree with you we shouldn't forget the rest of the world i believe that screw it's better or worse i don't care you do your thing you're a country you're a different country i don't want to give any of our money to any of these countries we we give israel ryan 3.8 billion a year forever basically indefinitely and so for them to call it a conflict when you know the palestine palestinians have been choked of all resources you know they have no access to shipping or anything like that you know they're they're completely being starved out open air prison is the correct term except they're not being supplied with supplies either so it's worse than a prison at least prisoners get fed but then we're giving the the highest tech weaponry in the world to israel in order to fight them and and they kill americans ryan they the freaking Mossad kills so many americans it's ruthless. They've gone to war with every single one of their neighbors as well. And again, this is why people call it the 51st state, because this is these are proxy wars that are essentially what America wants. And they're just being done through Israel because they created Israel and they fund Israel 100 percent the whole time to the point where now it's basically a military superpower. And yeah, to call it a conflict is just asinine to have, you know, they have the most advanced weaponry in the world. They're the same as America, the exact same as America. And they have the full backing of America against people with sticks and stones, basically, Molotov cocktails at best, who are trying to defend the remnants of their homeland. Like, you you guys know, we're all white guys here. So they say, oh, you know, you guys really stole this land of America. Well, if we did or we didn't, it was hundreds of years ago. This is right now. It's been happening during our whole lifetime, and they just keep moving the fence post up. It's insane. And I tell my wife to turn this off because she's 
you know, she's Palestinian. She gets nuts about it. But the, you should see these videos that come out all the time where Israeli soldiers go in and they they mess with when they're doing religious days and stuff like that. Oh, they're having a parade in Palestine. You know, and they go in, they, they mess with them. They start beating people. They start, you know, killing uh, animals and stuff. You know, the, all this just crazy, disrespectful stuff. They have no respect. They treat them like animals. And these videos come out all, all the time. It's unprovoked, you know, because... They go into their territory in order to do this. Like, imagine if this was the state that you lived in. Imagine this was Arizona. And to drive from, from Tucson to Phoenix, you had to go through checkpoints. And they're asking you for paperwork. And you're like, "What? Well, I'm a citizen, though. We should... No, not anymore, bro. You know, we're, this is our place now. What, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, that's that's a big, that's actually really, uh, I think that's accurate. Because with the whole Native American thing, this is something that a lot of people don't agree with, too. But, like. They they like they didn't really do shit to stand up for their land, in my opinion. Now, people will say, oh, yeah, they absolutely did. They tried. They did their best. They still lost. You know what I mean? So we have the white people, though. You know, I don't think I don't know how long you can punish white people for just like being better at what they do. Right. And it's not better at everything. But the whites came in and took this shit from these Native Americans. That's what they did. And that's how it was. Sorry. We got to move on with with this whole thing going on with Israel and Palestine. Yeah, they need to stand up unless they just want to see the same you know fate as the Native Americans did, where they just basically were like, oh, shit, we didn't realize that we're going to have to fight over this shit. We're going to just be weak and give it up. That's what they did, man. Like, I'm sorry. And, and people are going to think that that's racist or whatever. That's not what it is, man. Like, I didn't do it. None of us here did any of that shit where we took the land, but I'm also fucking really glad that we have this. You know what I mean? So I, I don't I don't know. It's a double edged sword and the Palestinians need to stand up for what they believe in if they don't want to just be shit on like the Native Americans were, man. You know, well, I still it'll I be even worse the Native American culture. But I mean, they they kind of bent the knee and they they got fucked and they also were kind of sold out by some of their higher ups because money talks. And that's, you know, some of these high up chiefs were just like, yeah, dude, we'll sell our people out. So um, Owen Owen Benjamin had a great joke about this. He goes, he goes, my best advice to Israelis on how to get, you know, Gaza under control is just set up some casinos. It worked for us. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah. And it's it's insensitive. And it's like I said, if you don't think about what I'm saying, it might sound like I just hate Native Americans. Dude, I I have no hate for any fucking group of people, man. But. If you look back at like who wins wars and how they do it, it's a sneaky thing. It's like you're not usually winning wars by just fighting kinetically, if that's the proper term. But um, should I play this quick 20? Yeah, let's listen to this war pig. The Hamas attackers are animals, but the real culprit here is Iran. Without aid from Iran, there would be no Hamas capability to attack Israel. I think it is long past time for the United States to put Iran on notice that you have killed and destroyed enough that you're going to pay a price. Now, okay, so he mentioned Iran. Yeah, you just gave six billion dollars to Iran. Well, that's what they want you to believe. They want you to believe that we gave this money to Iran and then Iran turned around and you gave it to Hamas. When there's no proof whatsoever of it, you know, there, there's there's no proof of this at all. But these warmongers and if you think about it, 
Iran is has been they've had a hard on for Iran for a long time now. They tried to get us into war with them in 2020, if you remember that correctly, when um, uh, Trump uh, bombed that general Soleimani and killed him to, you know, and that was supposed to be World War Three back then. And it's they've again, Iran was on that you know hammer and nail list of the what was it seven or nine nations that bush and company wanted to overthrow um so i think that you know and and who's allies with iran russia so again it's one of those where we're playing this geopolitical roulette here and the war pigs never miss a good opportunity to take advantage of an instance and get the get the coffers going so i, where- I don't know where were you saying that there's no proof of the six billion? No, no, no. There's no proof of that six billion being funneled back to Hamas or used in any way in the planning of this. Because I've seen news articles out there that that you know Iran was responsible for planning this whole operation, right? You know, like and listen. Here, I I have a lot of questions about this whole thing too because if you look at Israel. How does this happen? How, you know, this is like a Pearl Harbor over there. I don't, I, you know, right, right. some say, you know, 9-11 type thing. Like, listen, they have sensors so they can tell when people are digging tunnels underground on their side. The You're Iron telling Dome me, too. These people flew in and freaking that, paraglides. That's what I'm saying. You had nothing that picked up all these this movement on the sea of all these boats that were coming in, these paragliders, any, any uh, you know, you, you have, that's, of security you know they have cameras on all of uh gaza you're telling me you didn't see them setting up any of these five thousand missiles that they shot at at israel you know i mean it's just it seems like somebody dropped the ball here and it might not be intentionally and because you look i mean if you want to get into israeli politics a little bit i mean netanyahu has been under the gun now for weeks over what he's trying to do with their Supreme Court over there. And, you know, there is he still in charge. He's not in charge. anymore. Of course he is. Yeah. Longest running. How long? Wow. In Israeli history. He's like herpes. He keeps coming back. Wow. Goodness. I I wish we could just pull completely out. Just pull a Switzerland. Pull a Costa Rica. No army. Just Whatever. get out. Go away. What the uh, fuck, man? Bring it home. Yeah, you're right, man. I, I thought, because didn't he leave? Well, no, he got charged. Well, he lost the election, but then they came back and they split it because he's in one party and there's the Likud party. And yeah, so, the president is Isaac Herzog. Yeah. But Netanyahu's still maintained prime minister. Prime minister. Yeah. 2009 to 2021. Tell me that's not a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. man. And he's a real piece of shit there. Oh, he's he's yeah, he's one of those that'll burn in hell with Kissinger. I had something, man, that I wanted to mention. Um, have you guys heard of it? What is that? Is that my thing? Can you guys hear that? No. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know if you guys have heard of Eric Stryker. Have you heard of this, dude? Mm, don't think so. It's wild. Okay, so there's this uh, there's this modeling agency, and it's called 
I got to figure out exactly what it's called. But this dude, Eric Stryker, owns this. It's called uh, Explore Talent is what this modeling agency, acting agency. It's kind of like a gig page like there's apps there's endless apps for this kind of stuff if you need like some private contracting work or whatever you you go on like a certain app and you can hire a plumber or electrician or whatever right this was something before all that and it was a website called explore talent and you got this dude eric striker that runs it he's a jewish pornographer he makes uh you know connected to the Mossad. um he has like ties in his inner circle that are neo-nazis supposedly <laughs> neo-nazis and he's a jewish dude right um he's not really a jewish dude his real name is uh joseph jordan and he's uh some kind of islamic dude but he poses as a jewish guy that is very <laughs> pro conservative one of his right hand men is another anti-semitic dude in quotes that has a jewish wife and I'm not giving all the details away because I'm doing an episode on this later. But that modeling agency that explored talent, two of their clients were Lauren Boebert and Candace Owens. Shocker. Right? So these two bitches are actors, dude. And, and the whole agenda for the right-wing, quote-unquote right-wing people, because people call me right-wing all the time. I hadn't heard of any of these dudes. And they're supposedly like influential voices in the neo-Nazi world. I hadn't heard of any of them. Um, some of them have ties to like Alex Jones and stuff like that too. So it's kind of interesting, but um, yeah, man, it was just kind of wild to see that. I think that what's going on is that the left is, and, and kind of like these socialists and these Maoists and all these different types of communists, you know, the various different types that are out there, they're hiring people to pose as different ideologies, right? anti-jewish people that have jewish wives that's wild it's like don lemon dude it's like don lemon saying that white men are evil and he has a white husband yeah so it's the same concept but these people are sitting out there and it's the same idea with like psychological operations and uh propaganda where the propagandists cannot believe anything that they're saying they can't believe or or disbelieve anything that they're saying they're just putting a message out there because then the message gets tainted with their own ideology so, so the I, in my opinion, dude, it's it's a uniparty, and they're trying to make the right seem so crazy and so like old thinking and just horrible people. You know, they hate black people, they hate gay people, they hate uh, anyone that's not straight Christian white. You know what I mean? They hate all those people, and they're hiring these people that literally don't follow the bill at all to act as crazy as they can. They're burning books. They're doing all kinds of crazy shit, man. And uh, yeah, it's it was really interesting to get into it. So I'm going to do like I'm doing a deep dive right now on this uh, Explore Talent Agency and trying to find out more of it. But yeah, Candace Owens is part of it. I mean, it, it's a wild thing. But don't we you said think it before on, on here that like Candace Owens came out, out of nowhere, out of complete nowhere. Yeah, I've been, I've been on the conspiracy side for a while. And I guess that's more aligned with the right than the left. I, I don't know never heard of her before never saw her before she's got millions of followers all of a sudden who the heck is this person always be weary of these people that didn't build up their clout over time even people that they didn't like uh, that a lot of people don't like like uh, ben shapiro you know he he was also zionist i'm not allowed to watch him because my wife's palestinian we're not allowed Mm -hmm. to watch 
pro-Zionist people, but he built up his cloud over time. You know, he was basically a kid when you started seeing him barking off of, in debates and stuff like that. He, he built his audience up over time. And I do believe it's mostly organic, but yeah, people like Candace Owens, you, how can you trust someone who pops up out of nowhere overnight with an audience already established and hundred percent professional uh, production and editing, like, you know, uh, makeup, all this, everything is, looks like a regular newsroom. What the heck is going on here? It has to be controlled off. has to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's basically confirmed from, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think it's more than we believe too. You know, people like AOC, Ilhan Omar. I think these people are put into place to play a role in right. the, the, the this game of thrones that we're in, you know, and that's, I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's all a show. I've, I've started looking at it as political theater. Now I just, whatever's on the news, whatever is, is going on in that world. It's, it's a movie. And unfortunately it does impact our lives, but our goal is to try and minimize the impact it has on our lives. Right. I mean, it, it, that's the outside world. That's the distraction because until it gets to your doorstep, it doesn't really impact you. But at the same time, like we said before, it does impact us in other ways that, you know, we just take it. And, you know, when you look back at the founding fathers and how this country was formed, man, it was a lot different, you know, and these guys decided, hey, we're not taking your shit anymore. You you want to you want to tax us some more? No. And then they sent in some guard. And what happened? some militias formed and people <laughs> people had to uh you know defend their land and say no we don't recognize your authority and then then you had lexington and concord and things like that i'm thinking of your uh shane gillis special when he talks oh. about george washington dude because yeah what a piece of shit that dude was you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like, it's just right so funny. <laughs> i mean all these people man like how, how far like how deep do we want to go as far as like there's no one there's no one on our side. There's no one on the common man's side. So, yeah. but it is funny, like, cause, cause there is a lot of people that think George Washington's the greatest president that there ever was. He's and- a saint, you know, he's, he's apothesized in the, in the rotunda of, of Congress, you know, yeah. or the Capitol. It's like this guy is, and that's what they do with these guys though. Right. They deify them. They make them godlike. Yeah. They, they build up the lore and the stories behind them. I mean, it's like Lincoln, Lincoln was a closet fag who yeah. could barely deal with himself. And a, he was probably pretty racist if he wasn't black. I mean, that's Absolutely. the whole thing. We don't really know what the whole thing was, yeah. but he used the black, the the whole slavery thing as a pawn. That the Civil War was about economics. It was not about racism at all. Like Absolutely. slavery. It's about money. But, it's every war. Every war is about money. It doesn't, it's not about the cause. The cause just is is what they put out there as the headline to run with because if you really knew that every war was a banker war nobody would support them you wouldn't be flying the red white and blue if you knew that the banks were funding both sides of the war the enemies and us like you you'd totally object to that but in the game that we play we you know get out there and we're good good citizens and patriots and we fly that flag to say we support that red white and blue it's like I don't know, man. I'm souring on that. I think that we should always support the red, white, and blue, but we should, we need to find a way. Like, it'd be great if we could come up with a flag as a everyday middle-class American that that excludes the government. 
Well, you there know what I mean? is it just a represents time flag, which we yeah. none of us fly. We all fly the wartime flag. But the peacetime flag is the blue. It's like inverted almost. White. Yeah, it's white and white and blue. And white and blue with red. the yeah with the with the navy stars, right? Yes. Navy colored stars. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do they call that? What's the formal name for it? I I don't know the name of that one. It's like the. Um, but that's the the peacetime flag or whatever when we're not at war. Sovereign sovereign flag, right? Is that what it is? I thought so. Some shit. I'll I'll try and look it up. But yeah, man, I don't know, dude. It's so tough, dude. It's it's really hard to know, like what to support, you know, and what to what to get behind. It's just like, like I said, said just focus it. on your own. None of these people, none of these brands, none of these companies, none of them are on our side. We are, we have each other, and that's it. Someone asked me on podcast the other day too, you know. So we don't have any, we don't have any allies then in in the corporate world and all this stuff. And no, we don't need them. Is my answer. None of these people are on our side. If you look at, like I was looking at as you guys were speaking, uh, companies that we should uh, boycott because they support Israel, or even better, if you look at the uh, the Jewish standard here, they say these are the companies that we must support because they're pro-Israel. Well, okay, all these companies are pro-New World Order. So if you look at it that way, if you want to boycott them for, for Zionism, that's one thing. But if you want to boycott them because these people are the ones that are also fund they're in all the club of rome stuff they're all funding all this 15 minute city stuff i'm talking about starbucks here i'm talking about the the limited stores uh victoria's secret bed bath or bath of body works uh the home depot disney aol time warner well you should have understood that aol time warner was 100 propaganda organ for the u.s military industrial complex from the start um coca-cola here well who the heck thinks coca-cola is on our side and there's just too many people you know i don't think you guys but there's just too many people in general that think it's okay to buy big american brands or so-called american brands and think that they're not actually supporting war endless war and that they're not actually supporting the surveillance state and all, all this other stuff that's on us these are the players you know these are just the the uh, outlets for them to steal more and more of our money estee lauder Sarah Lee, which includes Haynes, Playtex, Legs, Champion, you know, Fox Television. Duh. Obviously, Fox Television is pro-Zionism. This is the Jewish standard that's saying this, that we got to support these outlets. Well, Fox is projected as the right wing thing here. Well, both right and left are pro-Israel. Both right and left are <laughs> pro-15 um, minute city and pro give up all your rights. You know, even if they play a little bit like they're not Nestle, of course, again, we should never give our money to any of these people. I know none of us are allowed. I'm definitely not allowed to tell people not to pay their taxes. Right. But we've talked about before on here how there is ways to avoid paying taxes. Now, there is you can register your business, especially register yourself as a business, get paid as a business, you know, work with your employer. Say, hey, could you pay me as an independent contractor instead of a regular person? Same thing to them. It's the same amount of money to them, but you're paying less taxes overall. If you are shelling out your money to go to work and you know to, you're getting lunch at wherever because you're oh you're just you're in a hurry and all this stuff you didn't plan ahead. You're giving more and more of your tax money to these people. The more money you waste on on mindless entertainment and all this stuff, the more money you're giving to these people. I love being cheap, and I want to promote being cheap as being cool. You know, reduce, reuse way before recycle. Recycling's a scam. Reduce and reuse. Keep your stuff. Keep your money. Buy from the Amish. Buy from the natives. Buy from the Mennonites. Buy from anyone who's not paying tax. Buy from thrift shops because they're tax exempt. Go to church sales, you know, or just keep your money and enjoy it. Right. If you buy if you buy weed, buy it from the underground. If you buy cigarettes and alcohol, buy them from the natives instead of the government because you're saving the tax money. 
all this stuff, any possible way that you can reduce your taxes. Like I'm not allowed to say don't pay your income taxes, but I'm allowed to say that there's ways that you can reduce your income taxes, especially by paying them as a business instead of a person, especially if you file them in a certain state. That's why so many people register their businesses in Delaware. And I'm glad you guys are letting me spew off on here because you could keep going. IBM, all this stuff, Kimberly, Clark, that's Huggies and Kotex and Kleenex, all this stuff. Look up Timberland. You know, Desert Eagle, the guns, Desert Eagle guns. Yeah, pro-Israel. They're giving money to Israel. Why? Why can't these companies just keep their own money? I'm pro-capitalism. I would be fine giving my money to, to Desert Eagle if they were just keeping their money. But no, they're funding more. And that's what all these big companies are doing because they're all part of the same club. And so the more that we keep our money, the more that we buy smaller brands or no brands, you know, take up hobbies that are offline. Take up hobbies that don't require you going to the store and doing it. Everyone's thinking, oh, oh we're going to go throw axes at the, you just paid 60 bucks to throw an axe at a wall right there's so much yeah, you can do in this world for free on. yeah sure it is you, you can do it, i i, I would say don't support the amish the amish are frauds come I, on. i've kind of come to realize this lately that you know there's a huge uh amish population in florida and they literally just like call themselves amish but then all that they have to do is go to like their bishop and ask for like phones and ask for water heaters and all these things, and the bishop just grants them it. See, those I, are this the is Amish. New. Those are the fake Amish. The Amish, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then a ghost, you know, ghost lives in Pennsylvania, huge Amish community. He fucking hates them, and and you know he's a pretty tolerant dude. And I mean, anyone that has to deal with these people seems to hate them, man. Like they, they're kind of, uh, they're well, kind they're of isolationists. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm fine with isolationism, but. I don't know. It just seems like uh, they're we, not all they're cracked up to be. I you used ever to see deal the with village? them a lot. My 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 family, my parents, and and all their family is from upstate New York, and we used to every you know whenever we go up there, we'd have to deal with the Amish because they're all over up there, and you, you know you deal with their horse and buggy on the roads. You you know, but you on the, on I don't the other mind side, that. you're not getting better furniture than you get from the Amish. Yeah, I don't mind Not that. Much. I don't mind what they represent, but supposedly they're frauds. Like they, I wouldn't they doubt it nowadays and... that there are some some groups that are frauds. I mean, it's like it's like religion, you know. I mean, there's some groups that are fake <laughs> and some that actually practice it. Well, let me like jump podcasts. in and defend them. We're we're supposed to debate on this show, and it's good. We agree too much. So I live up in Amish territory as well. And I don't think they ever claimed to be like 100% anti-technology. The way I always understood it is they just discuss with each other when a new piece of technology comes around, is this going to benefit us or not? You know, like the we call Amish Willie on the phone. It's his neighbor's phone. A bunch of different families use that phone. You leave a message for him. Amish Willie calls you back so we could buy some tin from him. You know, but they made this decision together. It's not like, you know, they, by accepting the phone that they were completely going against the religion, they just talked, how is this going to affect us? How is this going to affect our community? How is this going to affect our taxes, our relationship with God, which is very, very important to them, top of the list of their concerns. And they discuss all this, you know, they, they don't have phones and TikTok because they would have had this discussion. They would have had meetings in their churches and said, you know, we're not going to do this, but okay, uh, we can own this gas station. That seems like a good investment for our community and all this. And obviously, okay, we need an ATM machine in... Like, right, you can pay with debit in the in the Amish gas station. They made these decisions, but they don't all have all these technologies all the time. They they constantly monitor the relationship with technology and see how far it takes them away from each other and from God. And I I like that. I like to do that in my own house as well, where we discuss bringing in new technologies into our lives and how this is going to benefit us 
do we even need it? Do we have to pay taxes on it? Can we get it for free? Can we trade for it? Can we get it used? All this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. Obviously it's, it's kind of uh it's difficult to just be like cut and dry. Like uh, don't support the Amish. Uh, I was obviously, you know, <laughs> I, I believe in that. I, I, I don't buy any Amish shit, but uh, obviously it's, you know, something, it, I don't know, dude, it's really tough to support any group fully. You know, and and I think I'm supporting myself by not paying taxes. That's one of my top priorities in life is not paying taxes. So if I can buy furniture off them, I'm in. Yeah, that is something that I I wish more people would be open about in mass is just not because if everyone did it at the same time, like we're always told that the politicians don't respond to us and everything's all rigged. The thing that they care about most is money. So if we all stood against that and we all at the same time, like even these liberals that for some reason love paying taxes, like, uh, you know, I, I'm not I, I think that there are potentially reasons to pay taxes. I'm just saying that because I'm being recorded right now, I'm sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> but realistically, why do we have to pay so much? You know what I mean? We can we can meet in the middle somewhere and meeting in the middle would be closer to meeting like 90 percent in the favor of the people because dude there's no reason that like my patreon money has to be taxed from someone that's also being taxed on their income that's putting that money into my patreon and then when i buy something else it's taxed from that other thing and i subscribe to a few people's patreons too why does that have to be taxed 17 times before it comes back into my pocket like there's no reason why not just do a flat tax on maybe like a sin tax I'm down. I love drinking beer. I like drinking vodka. Tax the shit out of me on that. I'm fine with that. I'm t- I'm fine with the syntax. Don't tax income. Don't tax property. Like I was no going to say, I don't actually, I don't like if we had to decide which taxes, I don't like sales taxes at all. Property taxes is one that seems to make at least some sense to me. In In my town, we have meetings. I don't go to the meetings. Maybe I should. They decide which roads to fix each year. You know, it's a small town. They don't have a huge budget. The town doesn't go to war, right? Your town doesn't go to war. It's the federal governments that are doing all this crazy, crazy stuff, stealing trillions and billions and going to war and all, all this evil stuff. State governments are messing around to, you know, running the education system. And I would say healthcare as well is one of the biggest scams in the world. That's mostly a state and provincial government type of thing. But if I'm paying taxes on to live in my town to get benefits from the town, right? Having street lights, which I don't actually like, but whatever, pay for the streetlights, we pay for the roads, simple stuff, you know, fire department. To me, that makes some kind of sense. Again, they're not the ones that are squandering billions and trillions. They're not the ones that are coming up with this uh, indoctrination programs for our kids and all, all this stuff. Yeah. I don't have a problem with town governments for the most part. The sales tax could just be a meeting in the middle, right? That would be something where it's like, okay, you guys absolutely need some of my money for some reason. Sales tax. Right. Like, don't don't tax my income, because then, like, what the fuck's the reason to make more income and be more productive in society? Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it's it's, stupid. So sales tax, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only way that that I think both sides could be happy. And obviously, these assholes at the top will never be happy unless they're taxing all these things. Right. Until they have it all. You know, it's that mentality. It's never enough. You know, they they they, they're going to take and take and take and take. It's you know you can say oh well eventually no they're not going to stop not no, there's no, no dude. there's no endpoint endpoint is where you can't move because you have absolutely no power 
Yep, exactly. You're in that corner. You're pinned. You're uh, you're surrounded on all sides, and there's you're stuck in an apartment there. eating bugs. Yep. watching the programming that is fed into you. You can choose a thousand different channels, but it's all given to you. It's all presented to you yeah. on the app. Or it's whatever, that it's yeah. that Orwellian eighty four. You know, it's well, look that, at what, that style of life. Look at what Bernie Sanders was saying. Arguably, I think a, a candidate that's one of the most popular candidates in history. I don't like him at all. Um, I think that his ideas are dog shit, but he was put out there to present a case and that's 90% taxes, 90% fucking taxes is what this dude was fighting for. And a lot of people supported him, man, a lot of young people. So he's planning that idea in our heads so that anything under 90% is cool. You know, that's how they work. That's it. They move the gas price up to $20 damn gallon and then move it down to four. And they're like, Hey, you guys are, are lucky that it's only four. Yep. No. So uh, anything under 90% taxes after Bernie Sanders is out there, you know, talking this kind of stuff and AOC and the squad and all these people, anything less than that is good. So, yeah, man, I mean, uh, we'll get there. We'll absolutely get there. But it's like, how many people are going to push back? Yeah, that's going to be the problem. Well, all business owners are going to push back, except for these big conglomerates that are in the club, right? Every business owner skims taxes. This This is a fact. 95, at least 95% of business owners skim taxes. They pay less than they can. They pay less than they have to at every single possible opportunity. Ask a small business owner, hey, I pay for this chocolate bar. You shouldn't be buying a chocolate bar anyways, but I buy this chocolate bar in cash. Do I have to pay the tax? There's no, it's not illegal to ask the question. And most of the time they'll say, no, no worries. Just give me the cash. They want the cash because they don't want to claim it. And who would blame them? Why would you want to blame them? Small business owners are pinched just like we're pinched. They're getting crushed on groceries, crushed on gas prices. For us, it's natural gas prices up north. Oh, my gosh. Natural gas prices have gone through the roof. You know, we're, we're looking at putting wood stoves in our house to get rid of the, the natural gas price, right? That's, it, that is another thing, man. Like I, I like throwing it out there. I know it's the extreme, extreme version, but we do have the opportunity to leave. This country is so, so big. We talked about this last time I was on, you know, I drove through Kentucky and Tennessee and all this part of the country I've never even been before, but I know this country is mostly empty. I'm talking about America, Canada, mostly empty, Australia, mostly empty. You know, even Europe is heavily, heavily forested and empty farmland. You can leave the city. You can pay so much, so much less. And you actually have the opportunity to at least work towards getting control of your own water, right? If you're on a well, you got free water forever. You never have a water bill again. You can control your own heat. You can do it with wood. Yeah. You can you can do it with oil and other there's there's other solutions, steam and stuff like that. We can talk a different time, but you can either lower your bill or completely eliminate it. You can harness a lot of your own electricity, especially if you're not already connected to the grid. You can control a lot of your own food. You can grow a ton of food. You can have some chickens that produce a ton of. You can minimize your your dependence on the food system, healthcare system, all this stuff that we supposedly need from the government. But one of the only ways is to, or one of the big starting ways is to just simply leave the city. The more you're in the city, the more you're controlled. You have no control in your food, your water, your air, your EMF exposure, all this stuff. And it is, it's so expensive that you have to work two, three jobs to maintain a crappy bachelor apartment and your girl's got to do it too. You both got to slave away just to pay for nothing, basically. Just to live. Just That's it. Live. Just to exist. Not worth it. Not worth well, it. And yeah, you have too. to support these brands and stuff. You don't have much of a choice, but you can if you get out. It's really scary when you you know you're talking about some stuff that I totally agree with as far as like getting your own well and shit like that. But uh, you know the World Economic Forum is talking about turning water into a common good, 
which is terrifying. I mean, like a common good is basically everybody has like their own, like certain percentage of it that they can use. And they're all well, it's a commodity. Public it's a government good is what it yeah. means. Yeah, yeah essentially. So it's no longer a public good, which yes. is kind of what water is right now. Um, I had to do some research on that because economics is weird. I, I, it's hard to really kind of define the difference between a public and common good. But once you realize what it is, it's easy. And uh, yeah, common good is not what we want water to be, you know, and they they word it so well. Every mainstream resource that you go to, you'd think you want water to be a common good because it's common. It's everywhere, right? That, no, it, that means that you all get the same amount of water. Word magic, right? Yeah, People man. hear free stuff and they get so excited, man, because I think these, this, especially the new generation, I think they have so little hope of actually doing something with their life. And, and right. I don't blame them for feeling yeah. that hopeless, but they hear free stuff and they don't realize what it really means is total domination. Control. And it means that you must cooperate. You must cooperate with the system in order to get these benefits and if you don't cooperate, you can get your rations struck. And this is a hypothetical situation here, but it seems the most realistic one to me, right? This dystopian China, you know, don't cooperate. You speak out a little bit. Look at it, what happened in Canada. Oh, you go to the trucker protest. They freeze your bank accounts. Doesn't matter if you starve, bro. Right. But all you heard was free stuff. And I know a lot of the people listening here there. They're already on board. They're not with any of this stuff, but I'm I'm scared for the generation coming up that just doesn't look like they have good jobs. It doesn't look like, you know, even our generation, we were told that we could be anything almost, right? You, you can you can make it if you want. This generation, I don't know what they're looking forward to. If, well, if- and it's funny you say that, Ryan, because I was watching uh, the movie Pleasantville from like the 90s and they had a little uh, part in it where the kids in either high school or college and he's listening to the professor and he's talking about that. He's like, you know, jobs, there will be like 30% less jobs within the next decade. And he's just painting this grim picture for them. And this was in the 90s. We're talking 30 years ago now. Think about how much worse it's gotten for people. I mean, and and now on top of that, the cost of education has gone through the roof. So now you're burdened with if you do decide to go to secondary education, now you have this huge debt on your hands before you even have a job. So you have to, you know, there's they, they've rigged the system in a sense to make you believe that you have to get this anchor put on you in, as in debt in order to be able to even get a job to make a chance to get above water down the road. Yeah, man. And the price is everything like I mean, my, my wife wants a house in Colorado and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, so I need. A I've been looking basically. for a house for three years now, and on dollars. my own, I can't do it anymore. It's just yeah. not unless I want to buy like a shithole, an absolute, just you know, uh, essentially a glorified fucking trailer. <laughs> like yeah, get house. a manufactured home on <laughs> on a little bit of land. It's that you know, double double wide they call it, or, you, or some of these newer. You can't even that get that. And the double wides, right double wides are eighty grand. Not talking about the land. Damn, not, they're not all here. about they're all about the double wides down here. Yes, yeah, I fucking like, dude. I live in a double wide. It's oh, I've looked nice. into it because they have they have there's a prefab place actually in town here. Yeah, and I've been looking at it, and it's just, dude. It's uh, since 2020, it's gotten so astronomically high. It's not even worth it's it. It's not a good deal anymore. Yeah, yeah, man. I have I I did this so you know it's funny that now that you say that is that I bought this property and I've talked about this before for uh, ninety nine thousand. And it's 320 
over seven years now, 320,000 worth uh, uh, for this really low level property. Like it's but, not seen. That's not good <laughs> in a sense, right? Because now you're looking at, cause what, what the problem is, is not only is that value high, but now the interest rate is also at a very high level. So I have when, FHA though. So my prices haven't changed on anything. No, 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 no. I'm not saying from your standpoint, I'm saying oh, yeah. you go to sell when you go to sell that. Oh yeah. yeah, now yeah. Someone looking to buy it. Th that's the problem. The people in, in the market that are looking to buy now can't afford because that $300,000 house now, uh, which would have cost you say $600,000 over the duration of 30 years is now costing you 1.1 million. Right. So even after you pay it off, now you're in such a hole that it, it's just, it's, it's a system that's, it's just gotten out of control and it, yeah. it needs to rectify, or we're going to go that route that BlackRock and Vanguard want you to go. And that Klaus Schwab talks about where you will own nothing and you will rent everything and like it from them. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, I don't know, man. I think it'll correct. Honestly, I Maybe don't see it. I honestly, I thought it was going to happen in 21 or 22, you know, and yeah, that's what I was waiting. holding out for. I'm like, when, when I moved up here in, in at the end of 20, I'm like, oh, I'll wait a year or two. The market's going to come back to normal. Dude, it hasn't come back at all, really. Yeah, but it can't go on forever. I mean, no one thought it was going to happen in 2008 or 2009 other than that fucking dude with Asperger's that is now investing in fucking pure water. Yeah. yeah. The, the big True. short guy. But it now you have go on forever if they're the ones that are buying it. That's what I was going to say. You didn't have these saying. companies like BlackRock and Vanguard scooping up all yeah, these you properties. Did. They've been around since the 80s, man. No, no, I know that, but they weren't they weren't as invested in this as they are now. They've been in a in a on a very high trajectory in the last five years of buying commercial. Yeah, real they've estate. been more involved, but yeah. I mean, they always had a, a serious hidden hand in the fucking stock market and stuff. Well, so. and they they had a big role in Katrina afterwards too. You know, yeah. that was one of the conspiracies back in the day was that you know Katrina was basically organized to to do what they did to Maui which was wipe them out, move them out. And then, you know, cause they yeah. pushed all those people like Houston and shit. And then most of them never came back. So they just scooped up the land and boom. Yeah. I wouldn't under, I like, I wouldn't uh, assume that things aren't going to correct. Like, I, I think that it's got to, and I think that everyone out there that like has the goal of buying a home or whatever, buying property, buying whatever, just set money aside. You know what I mean? Because this shit's going to happen. I, I really do feel like it's going to happen at some point where, and maybe who knows, maybe cash won't be worth fucking anything at that point. Well, that's but. the other, yeah, that's my fear is that, listen, I've saved this money now, so I have money for a down payment, but if, if the dollar crashes, that, that money, you can't wipe your ass with it at that point. Well, then that's when you diversify. You buy some yeah. gold. You buy some fucking crypto. I mean, I Get don't the know. fuck out of here, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I was just saying you buy some gold. You buy other things that that would hold their value, you know, dude, I'm I'm not opposed to living in a damn sick ass toy hauler and RV type situation and just being mobile to go tiny like, home. Yeah, not. A no, bad no, 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 no. Well, that's no, home. I'm saying like a house on a trailer type deal or like a like an RV, like a sick RV. Yeah. Like what yeah, no. the musicians like, live in when they're doing their thing. But they have these shows now where these people take like a they take like a, you know, a 20 foot, 30 foot trailer and build yeah. it pretty legit house and it's mobile. i think that's world economic forum programming like live in a tiny space well you notice that 
that push came over the last decade. There yeah. was that push for the tiny home. With the Airbnbs. Yeah, all that shit. And it's like, wow, I didn't even see it coming when it was happening. Because that was like a huge push on like big time television everywhere. You were seeing tiny house this, you know. Home Depot sells them now. I don't know if you've seen yep. those. They sell tiny homes now. Well, and they're cool, dude. You can buy a shed from Home Depot and turn 4, bucks, baby. Yeah. I just drove there today to get the damn water heater that I was talking about. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, gentlemen. This has been awesome. Let's go around and tell everybody where they can find you and get out of here. Mr. Ryan. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, happy Thanksgiving up there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Canadian happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah. And I always miss it. What the heck? The antithesis down here. We celebrate genocide. So, hey, what do you know? What a day. Hey, they, they were cucks, though. They gave up their land. <laughs> love it <laughs> i love it uh so where can we find you rye you can find everything i do on my website not all the channels all the instagrams all the youtubes by the way we keep getting youtube videos pulled down demonetizing us wasn't good enough for them but Get every off week, of youtube that place is a hellhole yeah, so people have been asking me like man you've really been going off about this yeah, i'm like yeah man, i'm done with it done yep done with youtube we shouldn't be giving our attention to it they make money off us when we watch it we should stop rumble's also owned by blackrock and vanguard by the way second biggest investors so i don't they're not any better i think we need to pull our attention offline because yeah they right they say if, if you're not paying then you're the product and these free online platforms they're making a lot of money off us and they're dominating the world <laughs> with with that money so yeah pull off as much as possible and yeah, screw YouTube, but we still got stuff up on there and the health content and whatnot. And I'll make a few health videos that they sort of need to be on there. It's just lame. Anyways, you can find everything on notusbooks.org. The books I've written, the free audiobook versions, all my stuff, all the channels, hundreds of book reviews. Most of them are about health. Some of them are about this kind of stuff, politics and mud flood and other stuff. I'm into this stuff too. It all kind of intertwines together. These same people that are dominating the economy, that are making all these wars, all this stuff. They're also the ones that control the health industry. And it's a misnomer to call it the health industry. We all know it's a sick industry. So we have to take control of our health and our wealth to take power away from the system. Big proponent of these things. And finally, I just got to mention Wag the Dog Theory Part 4. It's still fresh, still out there. Gotten lots of good feedback on it. You can yeah, find people, it on Rumble. People love it, Rye. I've had I've had a couple people reach out to me and thank us for for giving them the link last week. They really they're they're digging that. Yeah, it's you know it's good. It's my contribution to the conspiracy world. Do it once a year. Wagthedogtheory.com. You can download them all for free. And they're they are on Rumble, even though Rumble's part of the enemy. Don't know where else to publish stuff other than my own website. People got to see it somehow. So wagthedogtheory.com see the latest installments, see the other installments. It's like 13 hours of hardcore content, very little filler. Show your mom, show your grandma. <laughs> My mom's a full-blown conspiracy theorist now because of some of the videos like this. So it, it can it can wake people up. Good deal, man. Excellent, my friend. Well, thank you, as always. And thanks for having me. Lots of people reach out. Lots of uh, people say, hey, I saw you on the Monday night. I, like, this show is, I don't know how big it is. Yeah, can't you can't really see right how many followers nope. or whatever you have just it is what it is it's, a lot of people listen 
People listen, they enjoy it, so we keep doing it. Excellent. What do you got going over at Dangerous World, Rye? The same stuff as always, man. Just uh, having fun, trying to do different types of things. I mentioned that I'm looking into this whole uh, talent agency that some of these weird people are behind and, and all that stuff. I want to get more political coming into the political season. A lot of people will be like, oh, that's, uh, you know, exactly what they want you to do. Yeah, it is. So that's why I'm going <laughs> to lean into it. So, you know, why not? Why not at least, uh, you know, talk about the information? Um, I think it's important, man. It, it's definitely something that they want us to think is important. So I'm going to talk about it in the way that I want to talk about it. Uh, like we've done every single time that elections come up since I've had the show and all this stuff. Uh, the show is a lot more political when we first started. So going to keep doing it and uh, having fun, man. It's a uh, it's a good time. And uh, always selling that soap as well. And the T-shirts and all that good soap. Shit. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. Thanks for uh, another fun one. But what do you got going on? Nothing really. I just I, I'm working on uh, part two of my COVID clip series that I put together on all the different nonsense from the last couple of years uh, as kind of a repository for people to be able to go to and check it out and see, you know, from vaccines to mandates to masks to the the dancing nurses, all that bullshit. So I'm going to put out another one this week. And then uh, I well, I was looking into tonight, possibly doing a Columbus episode because there's all sorts of conspiracies around Columbus, whether he even existed, whether he was Jewish, whether he was black. Um, and when I got into that, I didn't even realize that in 1492, right around the same time that they, you know, fronted Columbus, Spain um, ex expelled all their Jews. So I was like, wow, that's weird. Within like a month time frame, they went from announcing that Jews were going to be expelled from Spain to saying, oh, yeah. And by the way, we sponsor this mission to go investigate the new world, so to speak. So I'm looking into that right now. It's really wild shit. But I wonder why all these countries hated Jews. There's something about it. Well, you know what it was? They they got to the high ranks of society. And they didn't participate with everybody else, right? They stuck to their own traditions, their own ways, and people didn't really like it. Huh. You know, they so, always yeah, you just wonder. Yeah, they always got to the top. You know, they were always educators, doctors, lawyers, uh, you know, businessmen. They were great businessmen, no matter where they went. And that's almost kind of what I'm thinking now is that maybe they loaded up these three ships if they existed you know we'll yeah. the fact that they and load them up with jews and send them over to set up this business operation between the two lands right because if that's what they're known for hell why not use them over there keep them out of your hair and and at the same time make some <laughs> money off them yeah dude it's just interesting it's a i don't know man it, it always blew me away that it's got a it's got its own term if yep. you're anti any race, it's racism. But if you're anti-Jewish, it's anti-Semitic. Well, the other thing that I found interesting about this, and I won't go too long on it, but the whole concept of Jewish, right? The idea, there's no Christian-ish. There's no Muslim-ish, right? You're not kind of a Christian. You're not kind of a Muslim, but you're kind of a Jew. Like, yeah. I, I never understood that. It's like, it just leads me to believe that there's a lot of fakes out there 
you know, she, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing that are out there pretending and they just use it as a veil of protection. I like the family guy joke where Jew is the only religion with the word ew in it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's kind of nasty <laughs> the way that they fucking do people. Oh, but. that's great. <laughs> oh, that's a good one to end on right there. Guys. Thank you again. Ha- uh, this was a, a great conversation as always. Everybody stay strong question everything edward george ruddy died today edward george ruddy was the chairman of the board of the union broadcasting systems and he died at 11 o'clock this morning of a heart condition and woe is us we're in a lot of trouble So, a rich little man with white hair died. What has that got to do with the price of rice, right? And why is that woe to us? Because you people and 62 million other Americans are listening to me right now. Because less than 3% of you people read books. Because less than 15% of you read newspapers. Because the only truth you know is what you get over this tube. Right now, there is a whole, an entire generation that never knew anything that didn't come out of this tube. This tube is the gospel, the ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome goddamn force in the whole godless world. And woe is us if it ever falls into the hands of the wrong people. And that's why woe is us that Edward George Ruddy died. Because this company is now in the hands of CCA, the Communication Corporation of America. There's a new chairman of the board, a man called Frank Hackett, sitting in Mr. Ruddy's office on the 20th floor. And when the 12th largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be peddled for truth on this network. So you listen to me. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom-killing business. So if you want the truth, go to God. Go to your gurus. Go to yourselves, because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. But man, you're never going to get any truth from us. We'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. We'll tell you that uh, Kojak always gets the killer and that nobody ever gets cancer in Archie Bunker's house. And no matter how much trouble the hero is in, don't worry, just look at your watch. At the end of the hour, he's going to win. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. 
In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of a sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off.